Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Good afternoon, Steeler Nation. How we feeling? Well, that's good. Me too. Hour number two of the Steelers Blitz. Wesley Euler solo with you for the next hour as big time Arthur Motes is off to do a Pittsburgh Steelers appearance. You should have seen him. He switched real quick from his South Fayette hoodie and sweatpants into some proper business attire he's like superman coming out of the booth you got me here solo although in about 12 minutes from now our guy brian backo will hop on the horn with me as well so plenty to get to we got to give the weekly picks we got to talk a little bit more about steelers cardinals my predictions your predictions i messed up hold on i gotta text moats right now let's do a little we'll do a little voice we'll do a little voice chat with him together i should have gotten his prediction all right, here we go. Ready? Need your prediction to read off before the end of the show. There we go. I'll put the eyeball emoji in there, too. We'll see if Motsi gets back to me. Give you my prediction. Read yours. Play the Here We Go song again. Brian Backo. All these different things. Now, though, it is time for our picks of the week. It's time to get that paper. It would help if I hit the right button. Show me the money. Show me the money! Simple concept. My favorite sports bets of the upcoming weekend. It is with great shame. It is with great shame that I admit to you folks, for the first time all season, I have a record below 500. So we are not getting that paper. We are losing that paper. I apologize, but we're looking to bounce back. I got four games this weekend that I'm feeling good about. Hadn't felt great about these picks for a couple weeks. For a, for whatever reason now, maybe it's because I'm, I'm, I'm back in the red. Um... I feel good about these four. Let's throw in a college football pick. I do this from time to time on Saturday. ACC championship game Saturday night. The Louisville Cardinals against the Florida State Seminoles. Big one for Florida State, obviously, because if they win, they have a good shot to get into the college football playoff with their undefeated record. Uh, Louisville, though, has been a weird team to me because their record's great. They've only lost two games all year. They lost to Pitt, and they lost to their biggest rival, Kentucky, last week. I don't think Louisville is as good as, you know, the top 10 ranking that they've had for most of the season. I think they are a good team, but not that good. But I really like how they match up against Florida State. And Florida State is is without Jordan Hunter, their starting quarterback who broke his leg a couple weeks ago. They're really banged up as well, too. I just don't think Florida State's going to be able to run the ball that well against Louisville. And I think that's going to spell disaster for the Seminoles. I actually think Louisville wins this one straight up. But they're two-and-a-half-point underdogs. I'll take the two-and-a-half points to be safe. So give me the Cardinals to upset Florida State and break their playoff hearts in the ACC championship game on Saturday night. I'll take Louisville. Louisville plus two-and-a-half. 
Broncos in Houston don't look now, but maybe the hottest team in the National Football League out of nowhere. Russ beating the washed allegations. Sean Payton, who's laughing now? They're three-and-a-half-point dogs in Houston. You guys know I like the Texans. You guys know I love C.J. Stroud. It feels to me like one of these teams is going to make the postseason as a wild card. I don't think the Colts are going to be able to hang in with Garner Mishu for the length of this stretch run here. In fact, I don't think the Browns are either. One of the Steelers and the Ravens is going to win the division. The other is going to be a wild card team. I got a feeling the Browns are going to fall out. I got a feeling the Colts are going to fall out. So maybe the Broncos and Houston both end up making the playoffs as a wild card. Maybe the Chargers have something to say in this too. But I like the Broncos, again, to win this game as an underdog. But I'll take the points. Plus three and a half Denver in Houston. So I took the points on my first two picks. I'm going to lay the points here on my next two. Rams minus three at home against the Browns. Listen, at some point, the wheels just have to fall off for Cleveland. If it was anybody else, I would feel bad, honestly, what they've gone through this year. But I can never feel bad for Cleveland. I can never feel bad for Deshaun Watson. But, like, both of their tackles on IR. Their quarterback on IR. Their best player, Nick Chubb, on IR. Miles Garrett now banged up, and who knows what he's going to look like and what his status is going to be. I mean, they have just been cursed, I tell you, in Cleveland. And shout out to Rod Dalla. He tweets me, Jordan Travis, not Hunter. Yeah, uh, correct, Jordan Travis, quarterback from Florida State. Not Jordan Hunter. Appreciate it when you guys correct me. Rams minus three against the Browns. I think the 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 wheels are just about to fall off for Cleveland. Credit to them, and again, I, I hate saying that, right, because it's the Browns, but I mean, credit to them that they have been able to navigate an insane amount of key injuries this year. They do deserve some credit for that, but again, I eventually that damn breaks. Eventually the wheels fall off. I like the Broncos, or pardon me, I like the Rams minus three at home against the Browns. L.A. wins that by six points, seven points, nine points, something like that. And I think maybe it starts to be the beginning of the end for Cleveland. And finally, in the five-star matchup of the weekend, the rematch of the NFC Championship game last year, Niners in Philly against the Eagles. I'm going to lay the points. I know San Francisco coming across the coast to the team with the best record in the NFL, the team that beat them in the NFC Championship game last year. A really tough place to play in Philadelphia. And the Niners are actually two-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, they are. And I'm going to lay those points and take San Francisco for two reasons. One, I think this game just means more to the Niners. You know, Philly can lose this game and still get still get home field advantage if they take care of business the rest of the way. They've got a little wiggle room. And the Niners have just been, they've been in their feelings about last year's NFC Championship game ever since that ended. All the guys on that team, mostly Debo Samuel, but a lot of the guys on that Niners team have not shut up about how, well, we would have beat Philly last year if we would have just had a quarterback. And they might be right, but that's also extreme loser talk, isn't it? I just think this is, we use this joke a lot, this is like the Super Bowl for the Niners. The Niners have had this one circled all year. The Niners have wanted revenge against Philly for a game that they feel like, you know, they they just got screwed by the injury gods last year and didn't even have a quarterback to play by the time that game ended. They were so banged up. 
Whereas the Eagles, they're coming off a tough stretch. I mean, they have just recently played the Cowboys and the Chiefs and the Bills, and those have all been close, down-to-the-wire games. I think just emotionally it catches up with Philly, too. At some point, you got to have some type of a letdown after having to get up for a big opponent, big opponent, big opponent, big opponent in this stretch that the Eagles have been in. So for those two reasons, one, I think the Niners just want this a lot more and it means a lot more to them, whereas Philly's like, hey, you know what, we'll get them again in the NFC Championship game. Who really cares about this regular season game? Not who really cares, but I think you get what I'm saying. It's a much bigger deal to San Francisco, and I think the Eagles are just due for a little bit of a letdown here, whereas the Niners have already had theirs earlier in the season. So I'll lay the two and a half with San Francisco in Philadelphia. So my four picks, Louisville plus two and a half against Florida State in the ACC championship game. Broncos plus three and a half in Houston as uh, as some, some, uh, some road dogs there. Rams minus three. I'll lay the points at home against the Browns. And Niners minus two and a half in Philadelphia. Those are my picks of the week. Show me the money. Show me the money! Let's hope we get back on the winning track. Our buddy Brian Backo joins me on the other side. We'll take a look at Steelers Cardinals, gets his thoughts and predictions on the game with our good friend of the show on the other side. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. To the phones we go here. It's the Steelers Blitz on a Friday. Our good friend of the show, our day one, Mr. Brian Backo, joining us now, of course, covers the Steelers for the PG. And Mr. Backo, no surprise to you, I forgot to mention this. Uh, You and I were just laughing and talking uh, before we came on air there. I forgot to mention no Motes here. As he is, uh, he's big timed us once again to go do a Steelers event. I mean, the gall of that guy. What? He's in the tweet teaser that you sent he out. He did the first is hour he of the show. No, yeah, he did the uh, first hour of the show, and then he was like, oh, "I got a, I uh, got this thing. It was supposed to be a two thirty, but now it's at one thirty, so I got to run." Yeah, you should have had me call at noon then, just so that I could <laughs> should have hear had Arthur's lovely voice. It's true. I should have had you right from the from the top of the show. I, I do apologize for that. It is our buddy Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. All right, so how are we feeling, Mister Backo? As always, um, you know some some updates and things like that. Let me ask you. Uh, first about yesterday, some of the injury report stuff, uh, some concern, maybe Deontay Johnson popping up there with an illness, but it looked like he was uh, in, in better health today. Yeah. Yeah. He was back and, you know, I tweeted out a little video during the individual uh, drills at the beginning of practice, which we're allowed to have our phones out for and, you know, look, looked fine. I know the Batco household, we've had uh, cold and runny nose and stuff and some stomach bugs for the last like two or three weeks. So maybe it's just going around, but I don't think there's any issues with Deontay Johnson. And we talked to Minka Fitzpatrick after practice and he said he's playing. So he, he feels Fantastic. really good. Um, not, not apprehensive about coming back from that hamstring injury. He, he uh, kind of categorized himself as better safe than sorry with the amount of time that he missed. Sure, and we know that's uh, that's part of the nature of the beast with those those muscle tissue things. You got to take your time. You can't really out tough it or anything like that. You'll end up uh, just making it worse. Certainly, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, his return to the defense—that's a big one. I-, I think particularly this week too, Brian, because 
And Kyler Murray, I, I know he's got a lot of tendencies in his game that I'm sure frustrate Cardinals fans. He hasn't shown consistency throughout his career, but at the same time, he is without a doubt a talented guy, an athletic guy who can hurt you with his arm, hurt you with his legs as well too. It feels like the right week to get Minka back in that regard. You know, the way the Steelers want to play, I think there is going to be an opportunity for Kyler Murray to make some plays with his legs. When you got a guy like Minka out there, though, obviously I think that is, uh, that's that's much better for your run fits, your run gaps, your integrity in that regard when you have a quarterback who can, you know, pull it down and, and, and gash you for 20, 30 yards real quick. Yeah, and it gives them just more options, more sub-package availability when you have guys like Trenton Thompson kind of forcing their way onto the yeah. field. He, he obviously – uh you know, filled the coaches with confidence and his teammates with confidence, I think, with the way he's played the last couple of weeks. And DeMonte Casey has been steady Eddie as, as far as that goes on the back end. And we know that Patrick Peterson is is willing to kind of do whatever's asked of him. It's it's funny. We talked to Pat P after practice today, too, and somebody mentioned getting Minka back. And he's like, boy, we survived, didn't we? <laughs> we survived. So, um, so you know, I, I, they were having those same conversations, of course, in that room when they come out and talk to us when a, a star player goes down of, you know, it's all the platitudes of next man up. We believe in the guys, but I think that was just an admit an admittance from, uh, from Pat P who's seen a lot of ball and been around a lot of injury situations that uh, they're, they're glad that they made it through the Minkalis stretch knock on wood. And now he'll be able to go back to his more traditional role unless they want to kind of tweak it. And you know that Minka gives you the you know the freedom to kind of move anybody wherever you want because he can be wherever you need him to be. Speaking of next man up, uh, pretty good job so far, I would say, by Landon Roberts. Yeah, what's been your takeaway from what we've seen from him, and do you think he can sustain that down the stretch here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, he's he's somebody who he's kind of having a career year in whatever it is, season eight or nine for him. He was mm-hmm. drafted in. 2016 I think so I guess it's season eight but you know he's lived a full NFL life to this point won a couple (laughs) rings with the Patriots went down to to Miami and and was a captain there now he comes here as I think initially maybe a little bit of a bridge to Mark Robinson and then he he gets sort of squeezed out even a little bit more by the Quan Alexander signing and all of a sudden he's the last man standing from that trio of starter capable veterans and he's he's done a lot better and I think a lot of people would have given him credit for. And, and he, too, likes to joke that uh, nobody thought he could be a three-down linebacker in the league and right. not fast enough, not tall enough. But, you know, he's just getting the job done right now. Still, though, you know, eventually they're going to they're gonna get a team that is, is probably able to exploit some of that lack of size, some of that lack of speed from him. The Cardinals, they've got a pretty good young tight end in, in Trey McBride. That's a matchup to watch, no doubt about it. And, you know, Kyler Murray can make – Many a linebacker looks silly if he gets in the open field or tucks and runs or, or does some, some of his improvisational uh, moves, and you've, you've got to be on your P's and Q's with defending him. But uh, returns have been really, really good on Roberts in the every-down role. I think so as well. Brian Bacco, he joins us here, covers the Steelers of the Post-Gazette. For the Post-Gazette, I should say, the early and long game returns have been great for Brian Bacco as he is our original guest here on the Steelers Blitz. Uh, other side of the football – Last week is last week was encouraging. I, I think it certainly was. You have 400 yards of offense for the first time in, in, in you know over two years. Um, you move the ball 
better than you have all year. You still struggled in the red zone, though, right? You still only scored 16 points. But I think with a new chain of command as well, too, with Eddie Faulkner and, and Mike Sullivan, that's a good starting point. You'll take that and hope to progress and build from there. This feels like a Cardinals defense that the Steelers offense, and, you know, as always, uh, namely Kenny Pickett as well, too, can have some success against. Uh, what's your confidence level that the Steelers offense can build off of what we saw last week, that they will be able to uh, move the ball successfully again and maybe find the back of the end zone uh, once or twice more? Yeah, I think the the matchup certainly lines up for them, right? I mean, two weeks in a row now they're playing a defense that at least statistically isn't very good. I think yeah. the difference here is the Bengals had some Jimmys and Joes over there that we know are are good football players. They're just in a little bit of a rough spot right now as they try to adjust in, in their secondary. And I think it's kind of trickled down to their entire defense struggling. But the Cardinals, they don't have much, Wes. Let's just be honest. <laughs> that's that's uh, putting it nice, yes. Base, you know, J.J. Watt, uh, you know, he, he sailed off into the sunset this offseason. Uh, they've got they're, – they're littered with injuries even beyond the roster they constructed there in Jonathan Gannon's first year and in their GM's first season. So that doesn't help when you lose a guy like Kaiser White as your top inside linebacker. You know, the Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson tandem at, at safety is good. Uh, we, we've seen Buda make plenty of plays in his NFL career, and Thompson has a few picks leading the team. But they've got two rookie corners on the outside, and Garrett Williams and Kytrell Clark. They've got a, really just a bunch of no-names up front. That doesn't mean they can't, um, you know, win one-on-ones or make life tough on Kenny Pickett, but – I say all that just to, to tell you I do think that the Steelers' offense is going to pick it up this week. You know, will, will they have 400 yards again? <laughs> I don't know. That's like predicting two eclipses in the same week, you know, in the same month. But, um, you know, I do think they'll, I think they'll score more points, and that was the big emphasis going around the locker room this week. Another thing going around the locker room this week, at least in terms of maybe, you know, questions from, from people – uh, who are actual reporters like you and not just gas bags like me. Obviously, there was a lot of conversation <laughs> about Deontay Johnson this past week. Um, one, Mr. Backo, do you think, you know, we heard Mike Tomlin say that he's got to be accountable to his teammates. Um, and then we heard Deontay Johnson, you know, speak and, and kind of alluding that he had done that and had spoken to the team and um, they had moved on from it together. Is that one of those things do you think that that is a big deal within those four walls? Is it just a story for us because we need things to report and to talk about? Is that a big deal within those four walls, one? And then, two, you expect a bounce back from Deontay this week? I think it's some of both, honestly, Wes. I mean, it, the fact that that got out at all tells me that there's at least something there that is, you know, not just your run-of-the-mill dust-up, sure. but at the same sure. time – those dust-ups do happen often. So, I mean, that's just uh, – that's part of the game. Minka Fitzpatrick was asked about that today after practice because he he did a, a, an interview for the first time really since he went down, so we haven't had a chance to uh, to get him on the record about it. And, you know, he, he was actually – I thought he was going to sweep it under the rug and be annoyed that that question came up uh, two games later. But he said they're, they're brothers in that locker room, and he – just like if he were at home with his little brother and sometimes they work it out by he's putting them in a headlock and he's giving them the business. Like, so sometimes the same thing can happen in, within a team is how he put it. But, you know, these are also grown men. These are high quality, highly paid uh, NFL athletes. I think it's a little bit different dynamic than, you know, giving your little brother a noogie. <laughs> but um, I guess I'm just somewhere between 
mountain and molehill sure. on that story. And can it foreshadow things? Maybe that, that to me is the big thing to just keep in mind, you know, this is going to be an off season of uh, Omar Khan getting another chance to, you know, add talent to this roster. There will be, um, you know, contract type decisions for the, not just the wide receivers, but, um, you know, throughout this, the offense and, you know, you've got a young core, but they're not going to stay young forever. So uh, somebody like Johnson going into the last year of his big money extension, uh, what does it mean for him if he's, uh, you know, going through some stuff with the team or uh, if there has been some turmoil behind the scenes and really it's not just behind the scenes, Wes. I mean, I don't think I'm, you know, speaking out of turn here to say his body language during games has been bad you no, know, for everybody to see That's... on the TV broadcast or, or on the field when we're sitting in the press box, which is not what you want. No, it's not. And and that is, again, that's one of those things that I think at times people can can easily put too much stock into, but body language is also body language for a reason, and there's a, a reason that we all do that. I think you're right. I don't think that that's, you know, um, inappropriate to bring up or unfair to bring up or anything like that. Um, and, yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to see how he responds. Again, as, as you and I have kind of talked about, a, a Cardinals defense that I think there is a lot of opportunities for plays to be made. Uh, a, a lot of squeaky wheels can get greased in this game, right? A, a, lot, a, lot, of, a, lot, of, a lot of mouths can get fed. <laughs> I tell you what, man, you got away with words. It's like you do this for a living or something. Brian Backo with us here on the Steelers Blitz. Uh, one more for you on the offense before we get to your prediction. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, great uh, performance by him last week. You know, I think we've talked a lot about, you know, best 60-minute performance of Kenny Pickett's career. That very well uh, could have been the best 60 minutes of Pat Fryermuth's career as well, too. Uh, something what's your optimism level that they will build on that, right? That, 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 that using the tight end like that, that attacking the middle of the field like that wasn't just a flash in the pan, that that's something that we'll continue to see from Pat, from Kenny, from the offense as a whole. Yeah, I, I think the optimism is high. I talked to Pat this week and he said that that Browns game, his first one returning from the hamstring, he was on a little bit of a pitch count. So clearly didn't make uh, an impact really in Cleveland. Nobody did in, in that one. And, you know, a couple days later, the coordinator was fired. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think seeing what he did against the Bengals, they just put it all together. He looked, he looked like the guy we saw his first two seasons, right? The one who was having about as much fun as anybody out there on the field with the dancing and the spiking the ball into the shadow realm and just generally loving life as a Steelers tight end. And speaking of which, they had uh, Vance McDonald back at practice today. I I was chatting Ooh, with him a little bit. I, you know, I hadn't seen him. Yeah, I hadn't seen him since he retired and um you know i think he was i'm sure he was going over and spending some time with friar muth as well the guy who replaced him in this offense uh, essentially so it's it's a good lineage that they've got and i've you know i'll plug i've got a story on friar muth coming out uh, i think it'll be online tomorrow on the post gazette website and in the sunday paper um just a little bit more i mean we, we know a lot about pat friar muth but he's not somebody who opens up a lot on stuff and uh it was it was cool to talk to him just about how much of a relief that was, and he's doing something special in the My Cause, My Cleats game for people back home uh, in, in his Merrimack, Massachusetts community. Always uh, have time for stories like that, absolutely. He's an all-around good guy. We knew that, but, I mean, this just kind of further further establishes what we already know. Got to love the good dudes, right? Got to have the good dudes, absolutely. And uh, I appreciate you bringing that up. Mr. Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, make sure you're checking out all his work in the PG. Uh, actually, real quick, before we get to – the prediction of you for Sunday. Uh, one of the things you wrote about in the PG this week that I wanted to ask you 
as well are one of the things. I can't remember if it was you or Jerry, but that the PG covered this week, certainly. Steelers aiming to host an NFL draft in a couple years in 26 or 27. Uh, good idea, okay idea. Does it get you excited? Does it worry you about the traffic nightmare that it would create? Uh, what were your kind of thoughts on these Steelers uh, going public with their aim to host an NFL draft here in the near future? Yeah, Jerry, you know, broke that news essentially, and I think it's been whispered about for a long time. This isn't the first uh, I heard of of twenty twenty six likely being the first year that they would make a real concerted effort to get that event here. And I, I mean, I think it's a good thing. Like personally, I don't really care to go attend a draft. I love the NFL draft. I nerd out over it every January through April, but I don't really <laughs> see the appeal of like being there in person for it. That's just, just me. Standing but there to listen I also cover somebody the, read names off from a note card. <laughs> but I also cover the league for a living. Like it's, it's different. It is quite literally work for me. It's my job. And I think it for a fan who, uh, loves the draft like a lot of your listeners a lot of the folks tuning in right now who you know when this calendar turns and the Steelers season ends uh, no matter where it ends with a win or a loss they're, they're going to jump into uh, all the guys who could potentially be the next pick for Omar Khan and company so uh, if you're one of those people and it's just an excuse to kind of go out wear your Steelers jersey kind of feel like you're at a game yeah. in the spring and maybe have a couple pops uh, yeah I think I think that's a cool thing and there's certainly nothing wrong with, with trying to bring that to Pittsburgh. I'm with you as well, too. I enjoy the draft from a football nerd standpoint, but I do not need to go stand there for hours upon hours and listen to the commissioner read names from a podium. But I do not begrudge those that would love it because I'm sure the atmosphere is insane. I, when I was working for the Eagles, uh, the draft was in Philly in 2017, I think it was, and so I was working around that for a few days. It was a lot of fun. It was chaotic. It would be cool to kind of see the Pittsburgh edition of that and all the – obviously rich football history here in Western Pennsylvania that would be highlighted with that as well, too. All right, cousin, before we let you go, Stillers, Cardinals, 1 p.m. Sunday, Akershire Stadium. How's it play out? What's your prediction? I'm going to go Steelers in this one, and I know that I said this could be a spot where they finally rack up a lot of yards and a lot of points in the same week, but let's just believe it when we see it. I'll be late on that prediction rather than early, but I still think they put up more than they did in Cleveland. I, I think they actually get to the three touchdown threshold in this one. And I'm going to go, and I actually think it's closer than we might expect because this Cardinals offense, you know, Kyler Murray can, can dice you up for big chunk plays. And that's been sort of the last Achilles heel for this uh, elite Steelers defense. So I think there could be some of that. James Conner is going to be running hard in his homecoming, writing about that for today. And I'll go Steelers 21, cards 18. Ooh. That's close to my prediction. Only one point off in a certain direction. Mr. Bacco is on the board. I'm going to – you put 21-17? Ah, yeah, spoiler alert. That's my prediction. Yes. All right. I'll give you my prediction in 15 minutes, but spoiler alert, that's my prediction. (laughs) Our good friend of the show, Mr. Brian Bacco, hasn't changed his number since the seventh grade, doesn't do cap. Cousin, thanks for your time as always. Enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy your Friday night, and I'll see you on Sunday. My pleasure. I'll see you in the press box, Wes. Our guy, Brian Bacco, Shaler's finest, breaking it down for us as always. We got to get to break. On the other side, here we go, song. Your predictions, my prediction. I got Motsi's prediction. He texted it to me. We'll get all that in before we get out of here. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. 
This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Blitzing on a Friday final segment. So much to get to your tweets. Last chance. Get those predictions in, you knuckleheads. I'll give mine. I got Motsies. We'll read your tweets. But always, as first, before we get out of here, if you're just joining us late, if maybe you missed it, Motsi had to leave a little early today for some other Steelers obligations. So we sung the Here We Go song earlier, but I know a lot of you tune in at this specific time for the certain bells and whistles on the program, right? And, of course, the weekly Here We Go fight song is one of those. So I I made sure we clipped it out here and everything. We're going to play it again. Here's the Here We Go song, Arizona Cardinals edition. Here we go. Here we go. Steelers, here we go. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. Here we go. Back at home and getting right. Here we go. Gonna have the Cardinals fighting for their life. Little birdie gonna go. James Conner used to play for this team, but on Sunday we crushing his dreams. Here we go. Oh, James, mm-hmm. baby, you know you my dog, but it ain't your night on Saturday, baby. Mm-hmm. Long, hard, rough, rough, rough one for you, man. But you know them Cardinals too, man. Tweet, tweet, tweet. But you remember what happened to Tweety Bird, baby? It don't end well. But we at your neck, baby. Verse 2, Wesley, you give it to me. You know what to do. Kyler Murray. Back in a fold. Here we go. But he ain't ready for the black and gold. He ready for Call of Duty. Keep him running and losing his mind. TJ and Minka gonna keep him in line. Here we go. Oh, look at the little angry toddler. He's running to the right. He's running to the left. Look at the little legs go. Oh, no, 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 Watch out, watch out, watch out. Minka just got him. Oh, he tried to get him running the other way. Oh, TJ Watt just got him, but it don't matter. Verse 3, West, give it to me, baby. Here we go. Come on, offense. It's time for some points. We need an out. Find the end zone. Don't disappoint. Please don't do that. Sunday, we're all business strictly as we stack another victory. You never gonna get another victory, baby. That corner don't stand a chance. You ever seen a bird get hit by a steel McBeam? Well, that's what's gonna happen on Saturday, ladies and gents. Last time I remember the Cardinals coming into town, it got nice, it got gory. But more importantly, the Steelers were the ones screaming, Victory! And it's a revenge game. Pat P fired up. Check his IG. He ain't playing no games. Here we go, song. Arizona Cardinals edition. There it is. All right, last chance, you knuckleheads. To get those tweets in, it is time to read off your predictions like we do every single week before I give mine and share Motsi's as well, too. Bill leads us off today, 28-13, good guys. We get right under number 30 with 28 points. Love James Conner, but not during game time. Zach says, uh, Steelers 24, Arizona 7. Conner will get their lonely score. That would be a nice moment for him. It would. Um, let's see. Cuban Dan, our buddy Cuban. Dale says, I'm looking at some separation in this game. 28-13. to 13. Steelers defense shows up, and the offense looks consistent. He also says Philly over the Niners. Let's be real, cuz. I think when it matters in the playoffs, I just think this game this week means more to San Francisco, and Philly's had a lot of big emotional games in a row here, and they're just kind of due for a letdown. 
The Real Teddy tweets, what's up, cousin? 400-plus yards was great, but I'm still not sold on the offense just yet. Steelers win this one 16-12. That would be a very Steelers-esque score to what we've seen so far this season. Jacob tweets and says, Steelers 27, Cardinals 13. Reason birds fly south is because of the cold weather. Except for Jacob, it's not supposed to be that bad this weekend in Pittsburgh. It's going to be like 50 degrees, which isn't warm. But for this time of year, I mean, that's basically 90 degrees for Pittsburgh weather. As much as I don't like crappy weather, I almost wish it was going to be crappy weather on Sunday just for Arizona's sake. But, you know, we'll take what we can get. Todd tweets and says, uh, another great week of of the Steelers blitz in the locker room. Thanks, Todd. He says, for Sunday, I got the good guys winning 27-13, and then I got to give my Thursday prediction now as well, too. Good guys win again, 33-10. Here we go. Todd calling his shot. Love it. Love it. Let's see here. A couple more. Uh, Steeler Nation 920 says, 21-17, good guys. Kenny throws for 300. Keanu Benton, two sacks this game. TJ Watt has an interception or a fumble recovery. Who ride? Oh man, I knew that one was gonna. Oh, I knew that one was gonna hurt my throat. And he tweets and says, "Points, baby. Steelers twenty-seven, Steelers West ten. The defense dominates. Solid run game continues, and the offense is effective. No need for the defibrillator this week. Trap game avoided. Annie, hopefully from your lips to their hearts, no defibrillator this week. Let's get it done. Rock in the truck tweets and says, "Keep it simple. Steelers win twenty-three to ten. Here we go." I hope it's simple like that. I sure do. All right, one last refresh. Let's see who can get in here. One more time. All right, two more at the last second. Ricky says Steelers win 30-13. to GP, DJ, and Mount Washington all score. Najee and Jalen eat up all game. Jarrett gets the final say of the day. Jarrett, have you tweeted the – I can't remember, just to be safe. Welcome to the party, pal. Might have a first-time tweeter here. Jarrett says Steelers 30-10, to defense dominant, three touchdown passes for Kenny. Ooh, I would love that. All right, one more refresh. I lied because they're still rolling in. I got about how long till I got to get to break here. I got about 44 seconds to fit in a couple more. Russell tweets Steelers 32-13. to I would like that. Big Ron says Steelers 24-10. to I would like that as well, too. Big Ron adds Najee has another big game. All right, I mean it this time. This is the final refresh. And that's it. Big Ron gets the final word of the day. Arthur Motes says 20 to 17 Steelers. You heard me. I got 21 to 17 Steelers. I don't think it'll be as tight as that score suggests. Like the Cardinals might score a late touchdown or add a late field goal that makes the score look closer than it actually is. I do think the Steelers score over 20 or, you know, 20 or more, I should say. But I think Arizona's going to make a couple plays. 21-17 Steelers. Steelhead, one more. I keep lying to myself. I just can't quit you guys. Steelhead gets the last word of the day. 28-6 Steelers in Najee, I trust. There we go. Boom. That's a show for the week. Or that's a show for the day. That's the shows for the week. Dang it, I just had to trip up there at the very end, didn't I? Big thanks to our buddy Brian Backo for giving us some of his time earlier today. Big shout-out to the best co-host in the business, Arthur Nathan Motes III. And thanks, as always, to all the yins, the power grid, the megawatts, our loyal listeners here on the show. You know, we appreciate you guys. You are part of what makes this so much fun, particularly on a Friday. Enjoy the weekend. 
enjoy some last of the decent weather here if you're in Pittsburgh. And let's uh, go claim another victory on Sunday and meet back here to break it down on another Victory Monday. Take care now. Bye-bye then. I'm Wesley Euler. You've been listening to the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.